Welcome back to Bridge CRE episode 22. My name is Brandon Jenkins. I'm with Air System Service and Construction, and I'm here with my lovely co-host, Candice. Hi, everyone. It's Candice Moore from JB Bostick. We are so excited to be back at this and here in this room with a special guest. We want to go over a few things before we just fire off and introduce her. So first off, we always want to give a big shout out to Julia at JM Studios. We yes. appreciate all your support that you've given us. We wouldn't be here without her. That's the truth. Yeah, I would agree. I, I agree. So thank you, Julia, Ashadi, and your whole team. Yeah. Truly appreciate it. With that being said, J Elm is the company that puts on majority of the association events. So we want to give a shout out to Boma having their Taste of the Town space theme. Yeah. That was the last one, and it was phenomenal. What'd you I think? loved it. I, it was a great start Yeah. for kicking off the you know uh, COVID people getting back in out action. into society in yeah. action. It, I mean, it was phenomenal. I agree. I had a really, really good time. We were at JB Bostick's buzz light year yeah i saw through. that that's so kind of that cool fun yeah what were you guys if we were just uh so there's actually multiple but we were men in black oh so i think I there's like another it. vendor uh <laughs> citywide okay citywide was men in black i did too. think i saw that okay yeah. i like yeah. it um so great job girls also they put on for ifma they had a networking event at chicago fire yes. i unfortunately did not go to that did i you? did i did it was a great turnout uh the location was actually uh chicago fire I, i'm a me big personally fan. i'm a big fan chicago fire yeah. deep dish pizza i mean come on I love how, it. how can you go wrong <laughs> wings beer all that good stuff right so well, that's uh good. it was a great turnout uh especially you know it's one of those things right after you know covid people getting back out really good turnout uh, vendor participation, um, you know, it's a good time. It's, yeah, I had a good time. It was great. Good. It was great to see everybody. Good. And then the crew of Sacramento had their Women of Influence Awards, which was always, first off, it's always my all-time favorite event. It was the hottest day of our summer. And <laughs> Outside too, Jay right? Elm did a hands-down phenomenal job with making it the best that they could with the situation. So great job, girls, again. Truly appreciate all your guys' support and help. And Women of Influence was a great event. So who, just to recap, who were the top winners? Top winners. Well, they have, I think, seven to eight um, nominees okay. that win awards. It's all women. Mm -hmm. And it's somebody that stands out within commercial real estate um, that have, has always gone above and beyond with their day-to-day -day job, their life. Um, they're just a known person in the industry. Impact. Highly very, very impactful person. Right. So with that being said, we have someone sitting here with us. Yeah. And she was one of our winners. Yeah. Wow. Wow. We are lucky. We are. So we want to introduce Ms. Bobby Brown, who is the Associate Director of CBRE. Welcome, Bobby. Thank you, guys. Yes. You guys are so great. No, that was a phenomenal great. event. It really was. 111 it out was there. So I know. But, wow. you know, amazingly, they kept us cool. They I did. was really pleasantly surprised. Yeah. It really felt like it would maybe, you know... High 80s, 90s. I would agree. They had those fans pumping. They had yes. the wet towels. Oh, yes. Ice water everywhere. It was great. Good. Yeah. So, it, it, and correct me if I'm wrong, that event was out in Newcastle, right? Yeah, it was at the brewery. 
Yeah, I so don't remember 111 the name, for Newcastle. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was warm. It was, yeah. it was a beautiful venue. Oh, Very Newcastle's much. gorgeous. Oh, yeah. yeah, it was gorgeous. There was like a pond, pond out, there. out there. Yeah, it looked like a wedding venue. Like, yeah, it was yeah. beautiful. For they sure, did a great job. For sure, and the food was fantastic. It was. Yep, yep. Drinks, okay. the little champagne wine. wall, wine. Yep. yep. Jm, right? Jm, put that Jam on. Did yeah. That. Yep. yep. Crew, con- yeah. Well, congratulations. Yeah. So, Bobby, we always like to ask our special guests here in the podcast room just a couple questions about your journey in commercial real estate, um, where you've gotten today, things like that. So we'll kind of kick it off and tell us your path about getting into commercial real estate and your experiences that had led you to CBRE Associate Director. Well, I started at a very young age. Love it. 21 awesome drinking age right <laughs> cheers um it started out my path was really going to be accounting that was my um, path I was going to take was accounting I started down in San Jose working for a residential sales office property management doing okay. um all of their bookkeeping for the residential properties they were managing okay and it just kicked off from there. I uh, somebody would leave the job, and I would get the job Bumped duties. Up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Took on more, don't we all? <laughs> you know. So I started just managing the residential. Did that for about a year. Decided to come back to Sacramento, and started applying for jobs. And it came down to Cobo Banker, which is now known yeah. as CBRE. CBRE. So right. life comes full circle. Yeah. And um, a bank. I actually was up for an offer for a controller with a bank. Makes sense. Wow. Accounting. And yeah. Yes, yes. And it really just came down to numbers. Sure. Really, it was $100. Wow. I remember it like yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to need that extra $100, oh, so man, I'm right? taking that up. It's just little things in life that yes. make us happy. So I started at Cobalt Banker, working down at 555 Capital Mall, sitting right there. And I was an assistant real estate manager doing all commercials. So really did, uh, retail was not my specialty at that time. Mm -hmm. Matter of fact, I don't even think we had retail. We just did office, industrial. I spent about three years with Cobalt Banker, then moved to Grubinellis. um, which was our competitor in those days. Oh, yeah. Always a friendly competitor competition very much yes and uh and then I uh worked for a small developer and that's when I became a property manager I got my real estate license small developer CMD um still around to this day Hmm. still meet uh talk with the owners Fred and Charlene Springer great people and I learned uh development leasing receiverships wow Fred taught me everything I knew about leasing Mm in those days. That's Mm -hmm. great. And uh, got a lot of experience, uh, did um, retail at that point, and some self-storage added into it. We just were a jack-of-all-trades. Wow. With them for uh, several years and then um, moved on. Uh, Took a time out for kids. Good for you. So... Had my kiddos, took a couple years off, and then Hi, Zoe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Zoe and Jordan. Hey, Jordan. And we, uh, I started with Donahue Schreiber. Okay. Um, doing retail. That's the specialty Same there. Specialty. Mm-hmm. And um, that's when I started learning uh, retail. 
as the real estate manager in the Sacramento office. Um, Donahue had just purchased another company. I was the first Donahue's driver employee in at Sacramento. Oh, wow. And They're off Truxel, right? Yep. Yeah, okay. Yep. yep. In those days, we were over off of uh, Arden, oh, okay. Arden Fair Mall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, I learned uh, retail shopping center from the ground up, you know, opening mm-hmm. new shopping centers because they sure. were a developer. They mm-hmm. develop. And did that uh, with them for about eight years. Wow. Um, met well, a lot of was, great people. Re- retail was booming. But that, retail I mean, was re- booming? Yeah. I mean, Arden. Yeah. Yep, all op- those different locations. I mean, that's retail yep. was the thing. I opened uh, about five shopping centers from the ground up. Wow, mm-hmm. uh, two of them in Natomas, huh. yeah, uh, awesome. where I'm at now. And then the Promenade came along. Uh, Opus was the developer for Promenade, and they that's were your baby. Yes, been there since 2006, and. Um, just been great i've worked with um i'm on my third client wow so opus they sold sure. it i managed for that ownership uh-huh. uh clarion for 13 years okay and then the new ownership which is fairborn properties great owners been managing now for almost two years for them at I the love site it. but That's at great. cbre we do manage other retail i oversee the retail in our roseville office mm-hmm. we have eight sites there wow uh, with my team up there Hi, girls, Tiffany, Christy, Danielle. Uh, Good news. Tiffany just got promoted to senior real estate manager. Congrats. That's exciting. It's very exciting. You know, she started. Hard work pays off. Yeah. And she started as, uh, you know, an administrative assistant and moved up to an assistant real estate manager and then associate and manager and now senior yeah that's huge congrats christy that is the process folky you know she's uh, worked with me since she was 21 years old yeah so i love it it's a team that grows together yep Yep. and tiffany and i knew each other through opus she did construction yeah that's right yeah. Is, so, and just to branch off that, is there certain, when you hire specific people to get into this industry, because I'm guessing you hired them with little or no experience, did, like, are, like, are you looking for certain attributes? Well, with Christy, you know, Christy came from Donahue Schreiber, so okay. she had um, significant experience, experience in retail. Tiffany came um, with Opus, but then she had been working for another company, uh, for a few years in property management, um, high-rise uh, downtown. But her background was construction at Opus, and that's it's really huge. what I was looking for was because okay. Christy sense. and I knew a little bit of a lot of things in construction, sure. but Tiffany knew a lot about construction, and that's what we needed was that talent. Yes, because yeah. yeah. we do a lot of uh, tenant improvements, landlord sure. work in construction. It's not just strictly property managing the Mm -hmm. day-to-day asset sure it goes with that wide variety of knowledge that a property manager has to have very much uh, not just in the day-to-day you know role the day-to-day role that they have of you know taking care of the facility itself and the occupants within it but also when construction process takes place you guys have to know about that process as well right which is you know yeah we're we're definitely a jack jack of all trades trades. (laughs) very much (laughs) you name it we do it right um and and it's funny what what do you look for because we just hired two new um assistant real estate managers for the retail team Mm -hmm. one sits at promenade with me jen healy Mm -hmm. 
Hi, Jen. Yeah. Nice to meet you. Jen <laughs> has a very diverse background. I'm sure cool. when people at corporate saw her resume I submitted, thought that yeah. I was crazy. She had 13 years at Starbucks. Oh, wow. I in love a it. store, not corporate level, but working a retail store. That's a true customer service 13 person. 13 years. Yep. And then a year at CarMax. Okay. So what does she know? Retail. Customer yes. service. Customer service. All day. Yeah. She yep. can empathize with our customer. Sure. But she's, she also had to do cash management. Right. right. You know, Huge. employee training, mm -hmm. employee management. Right. You know, um, complaints. A lot that goes into it. Yeah. Ordering. So, yeah. you know, for me, I was like, oh, my gosh, this is a jackpot. Right. right. Yeah. You know, you can see the bigger picture. Yeah. I can teach the property management. Right. You know, sometimes it's the customer service mm -hmm. level of the understanding. Right. Or um, the care. Yes. Well, that, I mean, not everybody has too. that, right? Yeah. 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 Math, not everybody has that, especially when they get into it. So, I mean, yeah. having that uh, previous experience. That's huge. I mean, man, mm -hmm. I could, I mean, Property managers have to deal with so much, but coming from Starbucks, I'm hoping that she's like, you know what I mean? People will complain about, you know, your coffee or whatever oh, yeah. it is. Oh, when you spend $6 like, on a get, drink and they make it wrong I, and they're pissed. Oh, you got to just deal with it. And I, I'm not a coffee drinker, but I mean, those places are packed all yeah. the time. All the time. I see people that won't even walk in and they'll sit in the drive-thru for 30 minutes because they just oh, yeah. want to get their coffee. Yes. Oh, yeah. You and know? they order the same thing day Every, in and day out. Uh -huh. You won't see uh -huh. a more and angry they... person than somebody who wants <laughs> their chakalakamota or whatever with, with two... Chai uh, tea Chai tea with <laughs> some... Six, it gets, yeah. six pump vanilla oh, yeah. latte. Yeah, six yeah. Pump, I was they fight over stuff like milk. that. Yeah. People fight, <laughs> get killed over stuff like that. Oh. <laughs> well, that's exciting. New team members. Yes, great, yes. great, Just great, fantastic news Love for yeah. us, especially yeah. in this Good market to hard, hard to find and recruit. Oh. That's what we keep uh, talking new, about. New, um, new. Uh, people yeah and people that are interested in property management because a lot of people don't know what we do right you know it's, yeah they think we just collect rents right? yeah right that's, which that. that's a huge thing about this podcast and to to all of you listeners out there of course we are here as a resource for you so we always want to be able to be an easy get to know us or um bring you into the industry we have a new person that actually started at JB Bostic and she's new to the industry. She's 21 as well. And we're kind of just bringing her along and really just going to teach her and introduce her and get her established in this industry because there is that lack of, you know, younger generation. Mm -hmm. And we hope colleges and we hope, you know, a lot of people listen and reach out and, you know, spread the word about our podcast because, again, we're here as that resource, but we want this to be a bigger picture for everybody, mm -hmm. not just our own selves here, but we're mm -hmm. here as a as a whole of commercial real estate on mm -hmm. facility managers to construction to property yes. managers to so leasing to brokers. There, there's a full circle that all support each other. So. Yes. There's, yes. a, there's a lot of different aspects to commercial real estate Very that uh, you can choose from. Right. So if you have an interest or a love of one particular subject matter, I mean, yes. I, it's guaranteed to fit into commercial Absolutely. real yeah, estate somewhere. somewhere. Yep. You're right. Yes. And You're the right. funny thing is, is people walk by it every day, engage yep. with it, yes. go into it. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? And you don't every think about it single if you're not day, in you don't the think industry. about it. No. You know, no. yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's funny because why, why would you care? Like, why would that? Why would somebody care? Right. You know what I mean? Like, well, why would they I go into that building? Th and go, oh, I wonder what it takes to run this thing. Like, yeah. When I got into the industry, I 
had no clue that there was one person that dealt with a full shopping center or a building. I didn't even know that there was something called a property manager. So when I started learning the ropes and I'm like, this is so fascinating. How do they know landscape to parking lots, to roofing, to everything about a building? There's too much that goes into it. The expectations have to be so big. They're, they had to go to college for so long and all of these things are going through my head and come to find out it's all about the connections and the relationships and you know the support that you get from others within the industry to yes resources are your biggest thing. And I think that's a good point because I, I always say this. We're only as good as our vendors. Mm-hmm. If our vendors aren't good, then sure. we're not any good. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Because we, 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 we rely so heavily on that information from our, those vendors sure. when we do have issues that maybe we, we've not experienced that before. Because sometimes sure. property management's all about what you've experienced. And so you can relate that to the next situation, mm-hmm. you know, and you can say, oh, hey, I, you know, I had this happen mm-hmm. last time. So check it out and see if maybe it fits mm-hmm. the scenario. Right. Yes, right. You know? absolutely. It's true. Very much. It's but very we rely heavily on our vendors and yeah. we're constantly looking for new vendors. It's, absolutely. It's, it's hard. That's hard to find is very new much. vendors. Yeah. Right. Most, right. Most definitely. So yeah. if you are new to the industry as a vendor as well, please reach out. We'd love to help you. Yeah. With that all being said, something obviously, else property managers have to know about. Yeah. With that all being said, um, <laughs> COVID nineteen, <COVID-19, laughs> obviously, especially at the Promadon and dealing with all of those tenants. I mean, you have some big boys in there. Yeah. How space. did it affect your day to day role as an associate director and dealing with your properties and your team and everything? Well, let's just say COVID significantly impacted our business as retail property managers and our phones were like a cash register going off I could it only just imagine. went ding 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 yeah. ding 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 24 7 it was going off it wasn't if it wasn't a tenant it was a client sure mm-hmm. and nobody has dealt with this you know right. I've dealt with a couple recessions you know, gone mm-hmm. down times. To- this has been e-commerce. totally. You're dealing with e-commerce as a retail space, right? That's that's a big competitor right now. Well, exactly, for and re- and also the the tenants are trying to wrap their head around it because how are they going to survive? How are yeah. they going to keep their doors open? Right. How are they going to stay relevant? Right. How are they going to become essential? Right. right. And who knows what essential meant before? Yeah. And, who's, <laughs> right. yeah. and are Very they going to consider me essential? Exactly. Yeah. And, and, you know, a lot of people had questions, you know, how does Walmart target be essential and big five and boot barn? Right. But then, you yeah. know, ba- yeah. uh, ba- and, and bed and, and bath or, Bed Bath or Michaels or Marshalls, TJ Maxx are not relevant. Or your mom and pop, you know, shops, grocery stores aren't relevant. Or Mm. your nail salons, hair salons. I don't know about you, but my nail and hair is essential. (laughs) It's true. I'm not going there. I am not going there. I don't have that problem. No, yeah, not today. You. Really, we see it all. I had hair before I got married. I'll tell you that. <laughs> and I'll tell kids. You that. And, and kids. Right yes, now. yes. Absolutely. Blame it on the kids. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was a panic. And um, I think for our team, one of the things I did early on was I just took a moment and said, okay, we're going to do what we know how to do, and that mm-hmm. is manage retail properties. We're not sure. going to. 
um, panic about this. Let's just sit in it and sure. let's just take it one incident at, at a, a time. time. Because at that time as well, everything they were taking things day by day. There yes. was no full plan of effect of what was going to happen. No. So that's a great yeah. And the one thing I did is, you know, when you have on-site offices like we do and many management companies do, Promenade's on-site office, Mm -hmm. and we do have, you know, two corporate offices, I needed to be Mm on-site. We were only closed for about a month at on-site, but um, after that, you know, we were the first ones on the front line back in um, dealing with the tenants, you know, on a day-to-day, just going out, talking to them you know, giving them some reassurances. You know, the one thing I tried to do, which helped me a lot, was I got up every day and prepared like I was going to work. So I figured I didn't want to be caught in a Zoom meeting. (laughs) (laughs) There were a lot of awkward ones out there for some people. But I I just, it helped me to um, feel grounded because I felt like I was doing the same thing that I did every day normally. So it kept a normalcy to me. And then, you know, with the staff, I mean, my staff, they have children of all ages, you know, from two to high school. And so for me, it was important that they had the ability to, um, teach their kids homeschooling. Yeah. Go to work. There's so much. And work. You know, I I always say one of the things I love that came out of COVID for me was Christy's son, Bryce, who just turned nine. I I got to know him because he's sitting next, right next to his mom every day when she's talking to me at eight o'clock in the morning and he's saying good morning or I'm hearing his Zoom meetings, you know, his His Zoom teacher and stuff and him making comments. So that was, that, that was a really uh, a perk for the whole thing you know great Uh, you know just reflecting on that it is going to be a good moment to hopefully if we ever get through this COVID thing you'll be able to go back to kids like do you remember that time you were on your computer doing schoolwork and I was on my computer doing you know work yeah I was working too (laughs) like essentially doing the same thing you know what I mean well I think kids just at a different level a a different level perspective of what their parents do right because I'm sure you know I, my yeah, kids never really right? understood what I did. How many phone calls you're on it's, and yeah. meetings and well, you know, appointments. Yeah. It's just, it's a lot. Not it, only that, the appreciation that that I think everybody should have for right. anybody who's, you know, working, single, you know, parent at home, whether single, family, the amount of work that it takes in to, to keep us going as a society right. is just remarkable. It's right. crazy. And the appreciation for it. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it really does. All companies really... Yeah you know, looked at things a little bit different, that you didn't have to be in the office and the work was still being very productive. It's a game changer for it sure. Was. Oh, yeah. extremely productive. Yes. Yeah. If not sure, more, because you weren't taking a lunch. You weren't. No. And the workload really doubled, tripled sure. um, on days uh, for us. Imagine. And, you know, you're dealing with a lot, a lot of different issues and talking right. to the tenants and it's their business it's their livelihood sure. it's their family i bet they were coming to you crying what are they going to do i mean right it was right a lot. the biggest thing was it's rent and how yeah. and how are they going to afford it and right. what were the building owners going to do 
were they going to defer payments until this thing's over or were the, was the CARES Act going to kick in where they were going to, yeah. I mean, there was a lot of. Right. And, and you know, I always uh, tell everybody, like, just sit with it for, don't make a snap decision in the middle of, you know, yeah. look around. Yes, Nobody I get it. Settle yourself into your circumstances. Sure. Accept it. And then let's figure out a plan yeah. mm-hmm. and go from you there. You can work with people mm-hmm. at that point. Yes. So speaking about you being on the front lines, obviously you were interacting a lot with your tenants and you know ownerships and things like that. With that being said, did you personally get vaccinated? I did. To have a self-aware you know, I did. peace of mind? Yes. Good for you. Yeah, That's I great. definitely did. Um, be, I think in the beginning, like everybody being somewhat step, skeptical about mm-hmm. it being approved and the side effects and things like that. Sure. But the more I thought about it, you know, I was out there um, sitting on the property and I had visitors coming and going, even right. though High we're traffic. wearing masks, There's a lot of traffic. Yeah. I wanted to feel safe that I wasn't going to bring it home to anybody else. That's great. Uh, cause my husband was working from home. My daughter was, sure. had lost her job in uh, the daycare industry. Mm-hmm. So Jeez. it really, um, just gave another perspective and right. I just wanted some level of, um, comfort, of not being able to do it but you know i do believe it's you know a personal choice everybody has a choice very much about it and they have to make that decision based on for their uh, own own personal family friends yes everything yeah yes agreed so how long ago did you get it were you one of the was this something that you recently done or was i got were you one of the first no we tried to be one of the first um we could the earliest we got it was april of 21 okay so that was the soonest that we could uh, get it. We we went out a few times, had appointments to right. get it, and then we got there, and there were really long, long lines, oh, no yeah. masks, a lot yeah. of people, and we were just like, no, that's more <laughs> yeah. of a risk. <laughs> Very much. Yeah. yeah. Let's yeah. stay on there. Yeah. Hope that we don't get it before we get the shot. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, my husband, I had to find a drive through for him. Like, yeah. that's yeah. what he was comfortable with. Staying in his own car. Yes. Yeah. So I found a yeah. drive-thru where Great. he could just drive through, get his shot, get and then go on to work. Good. Hmm. You know, because he was know. working, too. Um, yeah. w- f- he changed jobs it, kind of in the middle of COVID. Oh, wow. wow. It's that's a hard crazy. transition. Yeah. Very much. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's definitely plenty of jobs out there now. Yeah, there are. I mean, people are just, we just looking for people. We're just sitting here talking about that. It's just too hard. You to know, find nobody people wants to come work anymore yeah yeah no there's there's yeah. definitely jobs out there so yeah we i mean we just went through the recruiting process and just asking people i mean i just put it out there and asked everybody that i knew um to try to find people right you know right so one of one of our arims uh jen came from a referral and Great. then david who we just he just started uh this week hi david and um, he came through, I think, LinkedIn or Indeed, nice. one of them. Perfect. Um, so we're excited Good. to have him aboard. Good. Well, Good. Welcome to the team. Good. That's exciting. So another growing. thing about your properties, as far as occupancy, I forgot to ask. Sorry for going back. It's How's okay. your guys' occupancy doing in the retail, in that, in your guys' section? It's fantastic. Um, yeah. that's, we, that's great to hear. Uh, you know, overall, we you know, obviously um, didn't lose lost any big not major tenants the smaller um mom and pop tenants Mm -hmm. but um leasing is really um hot right now Mm -hmm. we have a lot of new lease deals new retailers that we haven't seen before and you guys have a great location too as well yeah Yeah. well and your newest is what the um 
five, five below. below. Yeah. How are they doing? <laughs> good. They're doing great. That's great. They're doing, That's good. doing great. Yeah. Doing great. Because they were yeah, we, during that time, right? Or right uh, before? They just opened right before COVID hit. And yeah. so we had, a you know, a few tenants that had opened just before. Bummer. And, and um, you took know, one hit. or two took a hit. Bad timing. Um, yeah. 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 Bad timing. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's it's hard. Uh, each, you know, we have um, a Korean barbecue. So, yeah. you know, that's. Yeah. The Tokyo Steakhouse? Yeah, Tokyo Steakhouse, Teppanyaki. Yeah. Love yeah. this place. I do too. They have great <laughs> fried rice. They have bacon, the best fried rice bacon. because they add bacon and no other one does. Well, you bacon add bacon and, to anything. Uh, bacon grease. <laughs> and then half a stick of butter. That too. <laughs> it's called, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but you know, they've, they've all had to kind of reconfigure and figure out how to make all of the COVID guidelines work for yeah. their food service. It's, yeah. it's difficult. It's, it is. It's the remarkable Uber that Eats, you. DoorDash, yeah, all it's, of those. Well, it's amazing that you guys opened up so quickly after, you know, when the COVID thing took place. You said you were back yeah. within like a few months or a month. Yeah, we, we had a lot of tenants. A lot of our tenants were still open, especially our grocery anchored um, centers, right. too, because we had grocery stores. So they were really busy. Right. Wow. Right. Yeah. So they. Well, and their prices jacked up. Yes, Very much. they stayed. They stayed open. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's all over the board. But we've had great occupancy. Good for yeah. Um, just great. really hardworking um, retailers yeah. out there. It's no, yeah, it's, it's no just, easy work. No, not just the mom and pops. Even the majors, those managers, store managers, they yeah. worked. And they've worked long hours. Right. You know, yeah. a lot. Yeah, of, because a lot of people didn't feel comfortable of going back into work let's say target for instance some of the target associates were like no i don't want to be there i'm too scared of it things like that yeah. so they didn't they were low on cashiers they were low on stock you know restocking positions all of that was taking effect on the managers for them to then have to fill those spots or get the job done over not only that, that and just take care of the customers beep, who are willing to go into the retail space yeah. up now over time over time yeah. a lot of yeah. overtime you know a lot of the they drive ha- up pick up your you groceries. know a lot of uh, retailers didn't have curbside pickup mm-hmm. you know that's a whole new concept right you know uh, michael's you know yeah. got on the bandwagon five oh, wow. below does best buy oh, wow. best Huge. buy didn't do curbside yeah. before yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, bet, I mean, I'm hey, not gonna lie. It's convenient when you just download something on the uh, app, on the app and you drive up and it know it senses where you're at. I have a package. Location. I have a package or I have a package or groceries at my door every, every day. day. Oh, me too. It's it's nonstop. Amazon yeah. hates me but loves me. Yeah, <laughs> and you and a many million out there. Oh yeah, yeah you should have bought stock in yep. Amazon. What I mean, was look I at Bevmo. Yeah, I mean, huge. Uh, out, you know, drive up and pick up your alcohol. I mean, alcohol during COVID was a great thing for the mental mind. I will say, it helped that's, a lot. That's the, <laughs> that's the one, literally one market that is recession proof. Yeah. When when the economy goes down, alcohol sales go up. I know. So it's that's crazy. that's just a reality. Yeah, they were very busy. They were. Except you for know? Bobby, though, she doesn't party. <laughs> but they had to, you know, they had to figure out how, you know, how, how do you work? get your alcohol out of the store it's liability the people, wise that's a huge thing yeah and so they probably had to bump right. their you know, all the laws and right? regulations right. that they're licensing under they had to huge. figure that out you yeah. know how are they delivering it because Com- it's now taking liability from that employee at bevmo or total wine and more or whatever getting it to that vehicle customer yeah yeah, yeah. it's i mean it's customer service based all yeah. these organizations yeah. had to redevelop their model 
of business in order to survive. And the right. ones who did are going to mm-hmm. last the longest. Yep. Yeah, you know, it's I mean, it, I mean, it, it's remarkable, yeah, it's remarkable. It. And it but it also kind of leads us into our next question. Oh, sorry, that's my pen. So it also does lead us into our next question. How do you see the future of CRE industry being affected locally, statewide and globally by COVID? Well, I think obviously we've all seen that we're still going to have um, it's going to be ever ebbing and flowing. Uh, you know, mask mandates, uh, you know, restaurants, uh, are they going to require vaccine, vaccine cards? I mean, what's going to happen? I think right. the retailers are still going to have to stay fluid right. um, and figure out how they work around all those logistics, but stay mm. open. I mean, we absolutely have to keep, keep the our doors businesses open, open yep. Yep. and operating. Yeah. Um, otherwise, if it goes back at some type to of level shutdown, it's going to be hard for these people to get back up again. Yeah. You know, they've been shut down twice already, a third round. Well, I think that people don't really realize hard. that they don't think about, uh, think about the landlord that owns the mm-hmm. asset. So you're relying on those landlords to div- give those deferrals and abatements. Yep. But at mm-hmm. one point, does it hurt them to be able to make their mortgage payments? Sure. Mm-hmm. And pay those common area expenses because they still have common area open. They still have expenses right. coming in. Banks are still going to collect. Correct. Mm-hmm. So you, that's Huge. the fallout you have to think out sure, sure. beyond just the tenant is those landlords mm-hmm. um, and what's going to help them. I mm-hmm. mean, I think that's where uh, if we had another shutdown where we could see some impact. Right. Much. Right. I agree. So, I mean, yeah, there's yeah. the. Yeah. The, like another shutdown would I mean, I agree 100 percent. Another shutdown would cause the economy to especially the ones who are able to survive, take a hit. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, uh, Like, obviously, there are workarounds with, you know, the drive up, mass mandates, so on and so forth. But how far? My thought is, is that we we are experienced COVID people. We're experienced We are experienced (laughs) now, right? We didn't know what to do. I do not understand how we cannot figure out a way as a society to make this work because we have experience in it. It's not like it's new. It's not like we don't understand the, you know, the mutations of it or how we understand what prevents it, Mm -hmm. what, what we can do to control ourselves to help mitigate, you know, any type of spread and how that impacts the people around us and the society around us. And in order for us to do that, like it's there's a few easy things we could do, right? Yeah. Try to minimize the amount of time you got when when you do have to go out, wear a mask or something like that. You know what I mean? And I get it; it's not for everybody, but at the same time, there is a domino effect that goes into you know from your family to your from yourself to your family to society to you know Mm -hmm. globally, so on and so forth. So and keep, keep in mind, uh, being a mother with a special needs child, that there's yes. a lot of people out there that have conditions. medical conditions sure. that are not going to be able to enable them to have the vaccine. Right. So, I mean, that's too what many you're, unknowns, right? That's what you're wearing a mask for, right? Yeah. 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 We're wearing it it's for those courtesy. people that can't right. um, get vaccinated and per- get that extra level of protection. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Well, kind of getting off of the COVID topic, let's go into something super exciting. At uh, the Crew Women of Influence, you won an award. So tell us about your recent award and what it means to you and your career as a woman. 
Wow. I was so <laughs> honored and humbled uh, with the awards. Fantastic ladies. Very that much. One, I mean, I was blown away, so impressed with just, you know, I always think I do a lot, but man. You do do a lot. <laughs> they but do a lot. <laughs> everybody does. And that's yes. why you guys are winners is because yeah. you stand nice. out just for all your hard work. Again, well from personal to your family to your career to your yeah. volunteer. I mean, there's, again, so much that takes an effect when I know all the members and the team of crew put that all together of the nominees. Yeah, it was totally unexpected. Um, Definitely. You know, it's not something that you, I ever have in my form that I don't, I do things for For. an award. It was her goal. Yeah. Her whole life. She's like, I'm getting that crew women's, (laughs) women's of the year award. That's my No. Uh, I, you know, for me, I think it's a fantastic example uh, up until this week of all women on my team. Yeah. And for me, that's the example um, for them um, as they're coming up through their careers, because I always teach them and tell them I'm constantly every day working myself out of a job. Right. I don't want this job forever. Sure. (laughs) So I want somebody to behind me to get my job you know Christy yeah and then the same thing with Tiffany you know we've taught her that you're working towards Mm -hmm. being those steps steps. and now she's there at a senior manager Mm -hmm. and um Danielle and Jen and David below them will be doing the same thing mentoring them up through the progression because that's Mm -hmm. the only way our industry is going to continue to exist and to grow yes. is by training um, those younger workers coming up through. Yeah, education well, is huge, and experience yeah. is everything. Yes. you know, so for you to share that with your team and them to grow with it's it, it's invaluable. I mean, it's mm-hmm. or it's, it's it, well, it's the most valuable thing, especially you know, at the first part of the podcast, she talked about her experience in the industry and which you know the different. And in order to gain that, you have to go through it. But along with going through it, you have to have that person as a guide or as a mentor. And willing. And will it, to it, teach. Well, that's it's the a thing. Huge thing. That's, that's true. You're absolutely right. Because some people have have that knowledge, but I don't, don't have the time. Share. But do not have the time yeah. to talk to you or to share, or because they have other priorities. Yep. So having someone like yourself, it's it's huge. Yeah, and I think that's a big thing. I've always had really, through my career, I had really good mentors uh, wherever I worked. I had fantastic people that were willing Mm -hmm. to share their experience with me and their knowledge to teach me that otherwise I wouldn't be where I'm at, you know? And I had a lot of them. It wasn't just one person. Sure. um, And male and female. It's great. So, um, you know. It's called paying it forward, right? Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I'm a huge pay it forward. <laughs> yeah, <I'm like>, sure. <laughs> yes, right? I would agree. <laughs> well, good. Congratulations again on your award. Thank That's you. super exciting. Um, so as we kind of talked about, our podcast is all about giving advice to the younger generation and making this a known thing that we are here as a support system. So what kind of advice would you give somebody who wants to be successful in the industry or just growing in commercial real estate? I always, you have to, you know, we spend so many hours at work away from our families. So you have to do something that you love. Yep. And there's so many different aspects of commercial real estate, property management that you can pick and choose from. So just get in, dive into it, try different things out. 
you know, maybe you don't, maybe you're not fit for to be a property manager. Maybe sure. you want to do accounting. Maybe you want to do construction. You yeah. want to do project management. Um, there's so many aspects, yeah. but do what you love. Yes. Be flexible mm-hmm. and willing to change directions quickly if it's not something that you're loving. Just right, right. You get know, out. Get and out. Move forward onto something else. Yes, yep. yes. I always. I love that. When we talk to new trainees and training assistants, I always they'll. I always say. I said to Jen, because uh, she's in in the job now a month. I'm like, you know, what do you think? Is what do you love? Good? What do you yeah. love about it? <laughs> yeah. What do you love about it? You know, and yeah. and uh, she'll say the customer service variety, and I said, what do you not love about it? Right. What do you not like about the job? Because mm-hmm. I always want to know that. Because if you sure. know what they don't like about it, then you can kind of work on those items Absolutely. to make them better. Yeah. Or um, maybe you you didn't restructure it a ex- little different. Yeah, yeah. Change it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. And um, she said she, she felt dumb, like oh. she just didn't have all the knowledge because sure, there's so but much that takes time. Yes. And yeah. I said, you know, this is the type of job. That will make you feel stupid for the first year. <laughs> Absolutely. Of doing it. It's like after the first year you go, okay, I'm I comfortable in this. Mm-hmm. I get how all of the pieces of the puzzle fit together right. Right. to make this one property management asset function. Right. Mm-hmm. right. And that's what you have to focus on. And, and I said, you know, don't worry. We're, we're going to make mistakes. Absolutely. You we know? all do. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to yeah. ask a tenant 10 times for yeah. the same but thing. But that's okay. <laughs> differently because we forgot yeah. something yeah. or we missed, the, oh, they needed to have this. And I missed right. that yeah. when I was typing that email. And I'm like, it's okay. It's okay. You Send just explain, again. say, hey, I'm sorry. You know, mm-hmm. I missed this. It's yep. okay. Acknowledge it mm-hmm. and move on. We're learning. It's, We're all there. It's funny you say that because I think especially a lot of people just getting into the industry as a whole, that when they get in, that that position or whatever they whatever whatever you have getting into the industry in mind is going to be temporary mm-hmm. because yes. once you get in and you start to see all the different avenues or aspects of the commercial real estate industry that is available for people to do. I mean, it's natural for like, oh man, I could, you know, I could do that. I really like what they're doing over yeah. there on the vendor side. Oh, I love, you know, the fact that the property manager in retail does this, this, and this. Oh, I didn't know I could go into office space and, you know, or industrial, like I ever have, or like, yeah. so there's or, so many different things right? that any position can be almost temporarily, right? Because mm-hmm. you're, yes. because you're constantly being exposed to new things. And, um, and so, I mean, I think that's one of the things that, you know, what, what you're hitting on is that you have to find out through all of those new exposed things that people are going to be getting, getting into the industry. What do you love about it? Yes. Because you have to, you have to get through that, right? You have to understand that. Okay. Yeah. There's all these different things, but what do I love about this thing? Because passion is so important about this is you are with your work family more than you are your own family at times. So again, for sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You have to know that everyone's there to support each other and have each other, you know, as moving forward in your career mm-hmm. in commercial real estate. And I so. think as a as a mentor, uh, you have to keep in mind that maybe um, that position you have that person in is not right. But within your organization, you might have 
someplace else that they fit better. Absolutely. And mm-hmm. that's really what we're looking for, right? Yep. We're looking to retain great talent. Yes. Absolutely. So Absolutely. why not mentor them? And then if, if it's not working, put them in another um, uh-huh. space, mm-hmm. Yeah. you know, mm-hmm. give them an opportunity somewhere else. Right. And, and we oftentimes do that at CBRE. I think that's, that's one great. of the great things Phenomenal. we do well is if, you know, you can move around to, to two way street, you can right? move around and up and down and across, and you really can. I mean, you guys are a global company, right? Yes. So there's so much I opportunity. You can I go think work CBRE in owns like half the world. Do. Yeah, <laughs> like you can go work in the Netherlands if you exactly. want. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, you want to go there, Bobby? Yes, I got my passport. Ready. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. But I think just being, you yeah. know, being open I, to that, open. and you right. know, I never um, feel bad when somebody leaves me that I've mentored or trained because that just means they're moving on, they're moving right. up, or they're yeah. evolving. They're getting, and yeah. that's really what. What my job is That's is awesome. to help them evolve professionally, right? And they're too. I think we get caught up sometimes about they need to do. You know, if you're mentoring, they should do things like you do. And no, Everyone you're just showing. Yes, everybody's different, and mm-hmm. it's about taking the style that is being um, as an example, mm-hmm. and then making it your own. Correct. Right? Like figuring out of that person. You know, I worked for a woman who was just fantastic, but hardcore. And after working for her for about three years, I figured out I couldn't manage that way. That was not my style. Sure. Mm-hmm. So I just said, hey, I'm going to just dial it back. I'm just not that hardcore go at you. Hey, you're a couple minutes late. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. not my style. And so I think that's what you have to keep in mind too. Just mm-hmm. be flexible as a mentor Absolutely. and as mm-hmm. a leader. That's huge. Um, and have empathy for people. Yeah, I, I love agree. it. Hundred percent. Fine line between sympathy and empathy. <laughs> I would agree very, very much. Yes. I agree. Well, thank you so much for all your information. Again, congrats on your award. Truly appreciate you being here with us. Take two. So fun. (laughs) And um, we just kind of want to go over a couple of other things. Um, I know JM has a bunch of events coming up, so we'll kind of shoot those out to you. But obviously, everybody... Mark your calendars because you have August 17th. Iram is having a Tuesday taco at Chevy's on the River from 4 to 7 p.m. You have on August 23rd, Cruise Golf Tournament up in Auburn at the Ridge. On August 25th, you have an IFMA networking at Flat Sticks Pub downtown in Doco from 5 to 7. On August 26th, you have a BOMA luncheon at the Hilton. You also have, on September 9th, the BOMA Emerging Leaders from 4 to 7 p.m. It's called An Amazing Race, and it's a tour throughout Sacramento, and you get teamed up with all young professionals in commercial real estate. It's a super fun event. If anyone is interested, reach out. Come check out Air Systems in front of Morton's. And J.B. Bostick and will be there. 651 Capital Mall. <laughs> we also we'll have... be out there. On uh, September 23rd, BOMA is doing their Disney golf tournament. So that's going to be a blast. You oh, will yeah. definitely see some cool uh, designs already in the works. Yes. For a lot of us companies. Good. So again, thank you so much, Bobby. We truly appreciate you being oh. here, spending the time with us. Thank yes. you and Brandon both. It's yes. been a lot of fun. Absolutely. Enjoyed it. Thank we'll you. Talk to thank everyone you. soon. Yes. Bye.